I want to talk to you about shielding yourself from Satan. Shielding yourself from Satan, okay? Each and every one of us every day are attacked by Satan's flaming darts. It might be suddenly feeling bitter over someone's gossip. When I was a kid, we didn't have these things called social media. So by the time the gossip got to you, okay, that kind of hurt your feelings or somebody wrote you a note. That's how that happened. Come on, somebody, if you can understand what I'm saying. Now it's like public, and everybody can criticize you, crucify you, okay, and just totally talk trash on you. You're, you're not even sure what in the world happened, and, and all of a sudden somebody didn't like your photo or didn't like that you didn't like the, the fact that you were out to eat steak and you took a photo of your dinner or whatever, and somebody's going to comment. Somebody didn't like your, uh, you know, your stance on a certain object or thing, right? And so it might, it might be suddenly feeling bitter over someone's gossip or fearful about our finances. When God says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you, right? But we stress and we work six and seven days a week to make, anyways, let's get back here to where I was at, right? But we get fearful about our finances or we get jealous of our friends' promotions, amen. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, amen, in the word of God, verse 10. It says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in God's mighty power. It's not about my power. It's about God's power. Come on. He says, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, okay? We're not fighting against people fighting against people. They're they're God's creation. I know they make us mad. I preach it all by myself, but it's funner when you guys get involved. Amen? Amen. We love on God's people anyways. Amen? We love them anyways, okay? It says we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Okay? We're fighting a battle that is hellish. Amen. It's spiritual. Do you see what's going on? It says, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Not heaven, not heaven, amen, because there's no evil in heaven, but those evil spirits who are flying around and about us in the atmosphere. They're the ones that are causing the the ozone layer to dissipate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. it It just hits me in bad spots. Okay, so anyways... So verse 13, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Okay, you're going to fight. You're going to fight against the evil in this world. Amen. And after that battle, God wants you standing firm. I love this, verse 14. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on the peace that comes from good news so that you will be fully prepared. And in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And verse 17, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit 
which is the word of God. So God is teaching us, these men of God are teaching us to put on the full armor of God each and every day. Somebody say a good amen. And the good news to us this morning is that God has given us weapons, okay? And one of these weapons we're going to focus on in verse 16 is a, is a weapon that can extinguish all of the fiery arrows of the enemy. Verse 16, I'm going to read it for you again. In addition to the other five, he said, in addition to the other five, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Your faith is not something to be quiet about. Your faith is not something to lay down. Your faith is not something to just hide away. Your faith is not something that you should just kind of be like, well, I hope nobody finds out that I'm a Christian. Amen? Your faith is who you, it's a part of who you are. And when we declare these things through going to church, okay, uh, most of the time they can tell that you came in here. They can't tell today because they're set up for the drama, so they can't even see us. It's like we're hidden away today, right? All right? But generally we got all the windows open, okay? But, you know, they, you, you, they already know that you came into a full gospel church this morning. It's okay to share your faith and to walk in that space of your faith. And no matter, I love this, no matter how many flaming darts Satan fires against us, the shield of faith can extinguish them all. Amen. But that doesn't happen automatically. Shields need to be picked up. Amen. Scripture teaches us to carry our cross, bear our cross, bear that. You know what? Sometimes there's going to be some suffering. And even when, I don't see it. God's working. And you'll see it on the other side many times. You'll be like, oh, I see now why I was going through this challenge. I see now why I was going through this difficulty. I see now what was happening, okay? And shields got to be picked up. Amen. Shields have to be used. So how do we do that? Point number one, identify the flaming dart. The flaming dart is different for you than it is for me. Amen. It's different for you than it is for me. It used to be certain areas of temptation that the flaming dart would come at me. Amen. But I've been holding up the shield of faith, and I continue to hold up the shield of faith against that dart that I've been able to destroy and quench out what the enemy's trying to say to me. Hello? Amen. So yours may be because somebody gossiped about you. Yours might be because someone didn't invite you to the party. Amen. Yours might be somebody hurt you in some other way. Jesus is still healing broken hearts. Jesus is still healing hurt today. Come on, somebody. You might feel that bitterness rising up in your heart. You might feel that frustration in your relationship rising up in your heart. Well, that bitterness is a flaming dart fired by Satan to destroy you. Satan is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to steal from your family. He wants to kill from your family. He wants to destroy the confines of the family. He wants to destroy the parameters of the family. Come on. What God created in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Amen, the husband and the wife. He wants to destroy the, the, the family unit. Listen, that bitterness, that situation, those relationships are flaming darts that have been fired by Satan to destroy you. The same is true with lust. The same is true with greed. The same is true with impatience. Amen. 
And as we familiarize ourselves with the teachings and the principles of the Bible, because the Word of God provides guidance on what is right and wrong, amen, it literally helps us discern when we're facing a spiritual attack. And listening to the Holy Spirit who will speak to us regarding the temptations. Amen. And the scripture says that God will give you a way of escape. A lot of times we try to close the door on the way of escape. Amen. We talked about that a lot of weeks ago. We talked about we leave the devil access. When you got a key, you have access. So a lot of us, we just put a key under the mat for the devil just in case he wants to show up. Huh? And just in case. Just, you know, maybe just for that weekend. Maybe just for vacation. I'll just leave the key out just in case he wants to show up. Huh? It's like an Airbnb for him. Amen? And we look at it in a, in a terrible kind of way. But, but listening to the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and say, uh uh-uh, you don't belong here. Those temptations, I don't want those temptations in your heart. I don't want those temptations in your life. Stop watching that. Stop putting yourself in that scenario. Stop putting yourself in that situation. The Holy Spirit will speak to you about your thoughts when they're off. And he'll let you know, okay? And the evil that's working to destroy you, the negative thoughts, the doubts, the overwhelming fear can be signs of spiritual attack. So you've got to reflect, watch it, reflect on your thoughts and your emotions to identify any patterns that contradict your faith. And then eradicate them. Amen. Then we eradicate those. The next thing that we do is we evaluate external influences. Evaluate your friends. Huh? Every now and again, you got to evaluate some friends. And what I'm saying by that is, is how they're influencing you. You are to be the influencer. And there was a time, I remember, I, I was newly saved I was, I was committed to Christ at, at the age of 19, and after I got saved, I had to pull myself away from some of that bad influence. But now, I'm in that space where I can be an influencer. Amen. And I can walk in that space and be confident that God is working in my heart, He's working in my life. So be mindful of the people. Be mindful of your media. Be mindful of the situations that may be negatively impacting your faith. If that book that you read puts your thoughts in a negative space, I would get rid of that book. Okay, sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Praise God. <clears throat> and we look at these scenarios and we say to ourselves, these th- these situations, they're encouraging me. They're encouraging my behaviors. They're encouraging my beliefs. And they're contrary to the faith that I have in Jesus Christ. And because of that, it's a flaming dart. So, here you go. Turn off the fire hydrant of negativity. Ooh, that was good right there. I felt good when I wrote it, too. I felt good when I was typing it in. Huh? I knew you would. I knew you could. Oh, come on. I knew, I knew somebody was going to say, say that. You know, I knew, I knew Mama Sheila was going to say, say that. Okay. All right. Turn off the fire hydrant of doubt. Amen. It, some of us, we say, well, I, I wish God would heal me, but instead, I, I wish God would direct me, but instead, I wish God would provide here, but instead. Okay, so turn off the fire hydrant of doubt. Okay. I'm not telling you to not pay your bills. That's ridiculous. 
But sometimes you have to pay them accordingly and say, hey, you know what? Here, here's the things that I can do. I'm trusting in God. I know that God's going to provide in a place and in a space. And he may not provide all of it at once. He might provide 25 a month for the next five years. Pay your city visa off or whatever it is. Praise God. Amen. Turn off the fire hydrant of trash that we're listening to. Turn off the fire hydrant of trash that we're watching or that we're engaged in. Praise God. And turn off the fire hydrant of sin that so easily sets us back, hinders us, and keeps us from running our race. Each of us, every one of us are faced with temptations. Your temptations are, listen, your temptations are different than mine. You're in a different walk of faith. You're in a different walk of life. You're in a different walk of challenges and scenarios that you're walking in now than I might be. And so in that place and in that space, we've got to connect just like Jesus did and follow his example like Matthew chapter 4 by quoting scripture. Amen. By fasting and praying. By surrendering fully unto God and by resisting Satan's advances. Amen. He advances on us. He kind of throws us out every now and again just to invite. Huh? Just to invite, I'm just going to drop this invite on them, all right? The invite always comes, it looks fun, the invite is smiley, the invite is pleasurable, huh? It's not like he says, hey, you do this, I'm just going to punish you for the next 50 years. His invites don't come like that. His invites look, but he's deceptive, and he's sneaky, and he's a liar. Come on, everything he says, he's lying. If he's talking, he's like my grandpa. He's like my grandpa Coling. My grandma used to say, if he's talking, he's lying. Okay, so, oh, okay, so he's just like the devil. I get it, Grandma. Thank you. Appreciate you. Grandma wisdom, amen. Point number two, this is so good right here. Trust that this dart can be quenched. Trust that. When the flaming dart lands and you feel like your heart is filling with bitterness, you feel like it's filling with doubt, you feel like it's filling with negativity, you can feel like there's nothing you can do about it. That's why it's crucial to see that this flaming dart can be quenched. Again, verse 16, in addition to the other, the other areas of armor, hold up the shield of faith. To stop the fiery arrows of the devil. A lot of people say, well, I was going to reach out to my faith, but I didn't know what to do. Scripture tells you what to do. Hold up the shield of faith. Amen. And say, you know, no, no, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take that kind of mess. I'm not going to take that kind of strategy from the enemy. Watch this. You can extinguish this flaming dart. Well, how, Pastor Mike, how do I do that? Well, the more that you are grounded in your faith, the better equipped you'll be to recognize and repel spiritual attacks. Better than off spray, bug spray. Come on. Can you hear me? Better than mosquito spray. Better than, what's the, what's the one that's better than Avon, okay, for bugs, okay? All right, whatever it's called. Skin's so soft, okay? Better, better than all that. Praise God. And so remember that holding up the shield of faith, it's an ongoing process. You ever carried something heavy for a long time? Huh? God will give you supernatural strength to hold up. The shield of faith, amen. He'll help you. He will help you. He will help you. 
It's an ongoing process. It requires continuous effort. You don't just get saved. You don't just commit your life to Christ. You don't just get baptized and everything else is, is, is roses and walks in the park, okay? It's not like that. You'll have challenges and you'll have difficulties and the enemy is still coming at you. And, and I would even venture to say that many times you're even more under attack than you were. Amen. And so it's a continuous effort. Watch this. It's a continual reliance on God's strength to protect us against spiritual challenges. So praying. So asking God for the strength to maintain your faith and resist the devil's schemes. Look at verse 11 in Ephesians 6. The battle Christians face every day is rooted in the schemes of the devil. In his efforts to what? Deceive us. Uh, again, he's not coming at you. He's not coming at you with all the truth. Hey, if you just do these few things and, and, and you go ahead and accomplish these couple things, I'll have your marriage destroyed in three weeks. Huh? Starts out so much simpler than that. So, oh, so much. Oh, it seems so simple. It seems so easy at the very, very front. And then before you know it, You've destroyed everything. It starts out real simple. Uh, let me just talk about it, okay? starts out real simple. It starts out with just spending $25 at Hobby Lobby. And then next month, uh-oh, it was $742.97, okay? Hello? I, need, I needed these things. It was Halloween. It's Christmas time in the city. Come on, somebody. Amen. And we get this mindset, and before you knew it, before you know it, you've overspent, you've under-earned, and now you're in captivity. Amen. That's good preaching right there. And I'm not mad at Hobby Lobby. If you're a manager there, God bless you. We're grateful for you, okay? So we face these battles. And like, why, this is so good, like an opposing football team. I, I've been watching this. Uh, these football, uh, these football uh, series, okay, about these different quarterbacks. Like an opposing football team in the demonic realm, they watch your game film. And the devil will watch your tell. He'll watch your tell, okay? What's his tell? That he's going to step back and he's going to throw hard right. He'll take three steps back like this. Boom, he already knows where you're headed with the ball. So he knows when he gets down there, he's going to intercept you. He's going to hold you because he doesn't mind five or ten yard penalty. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? He's watching game film. He's a pro at it. They know your history. The enemy knows your history. The enemy knows your weak spots. Hold up the shield of faith. The enemy knows your history. So hold up uh, the shield of faith in those patterns of sin. Amen. Their goal, the devil's goal, hell's goal, is to keep you from experiencing God's will for your life. And you're not their first assignment. Amen. They're good at what they do. Oh, they'll never get, yeah, I heard a lot of people say they'll never get me. As a matter of fact, I might have even said it a time or two. Huh? Oh, they won't get, they won't get me there. Uh-uh, they're not going to. Point number three, let's move on. Understand that it can only be quenched by the shield of faith. Do you hear what I'm saying to you right here? This flaming dart of bitterness cannot, cannot be quenched by trying to stop feeling bitter. 
You, you, can't, you, you can't destroy or quench the shield of faith by just looking on the bright side. Hello? You can't quench it. You, you, you can't quench it any other way but the shield of faith. You, you, can't, uh, you can't quench that flaming dart of bitterness or relationship or temptation. Whatever your dart is, okay, by taking a deep breath and counting to ten. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Doc, for the wisdom, but that doesn't help most times. Amen? And you can't quench this flaming dart by your human strength or your Pinterest quotes. None of those will quench the flaming dart because none of those involve faith. None of those involve, what's, what's he talking, what's the faith he's talking? The Word of God. Amen. Holding up the Word of God and understanding that shield of faith, my faith in God, my trust in God, amen. I'm holding this up and I know this. And none of those will quench that flaming dart. So the only way to quench Satan's dart is with the shield of faith, faith in Jesus Christ. People are looking. They're searching the world over. They're looking in crack, cocaine, methamphetamines. They're looking in alcoholism. They're looking at perversion. Maybe I'll just change my identity. Maybe I'll just change it back. Maybe I'll just be this kind of individual. Maybe I'll just be this kind of person. Your only hope is to be strengthened as you put on the full armor of God. He's our Savior. He's our King. He's our Lord. Come on, somebody. Amen. Now watch this. Before Roman soldiers would go out to battle, they purposely soaked their shields. They had leather. They had leather on top of their shield, okay? Many times that was their shield. It was a chunk, a hard, fat chunk of leather. And they purposely soaked their shields in water until they were completely water-saturated. And the soldiers did this because they knew the enemy would be shooting fire-bearing arrows in their direction. And if a shield was dry, if a Christian was dry, their attitude was dry, their, the presence of God in their life is dry, okay, fire starts, okay, and not the kind of fire you want. Amen? You see what I'm saying to you? And so the shield would be set on fire when struck. But if this vital piece of armor was water-soaked, I'm soaked in the blood, I'm soaked in the spirit, I'm soaked in the word, amen? The washing of the word, that's what scripture talks about. The washing of the word, it washes over our hearts, it washes over our lives, okay? Even if the arrow penetrated its heavily saturated surface, it would quench the fire and put it out. Amen, that's good stuff right there. So as we regularly submit ourselves to the word of God, we soak our faith with the word of God, just as a Roman soldier soaked his shield with water. Amen. We'll quench every dart. We'll quench every enemy, uh, every, in, every arrow of our enemy. Amen. And, in, and our lives are to be so heavily inundated with the water of God's word that even if a fiery dart pierces our shield, the huge amount of word in us will extinguish the flames and put out a potentially damaging situation. When you're hit with a flaming dart and you can't wait to gossip, you don't say, you don't call four or five friends and say, I got to tell you something. Okay, you don't do that. You hold all that into yourself and you realize, God, 
the Holy Spirit just quenched the evil of me with my mouth. Amen. That's good preaching right there. And water represents the Holy Spirit. Watch this. He quenches out every lie. He quenches out every temptation. He quenches out the devices, the, the, the divisiveness of the enemy. Praise God. And through the cross and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, victory has already been won. Praise God. I'm on the winning side. The devil has lost. The only power he has is the power I give him. And we're to stand firm in Christ's victory. Praise God. So, Pastor Mike, so how do I pick up that shield and use it? Verse 4, or point 4, turn to Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't turn to alcoholism. Amen. Don't turn to frustration. Amen. Don't turn to anxiety. Listen, don't, t- don't take that exit. Turn to Jesus. Turn your eyes up on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And then the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. There you go. Got a couple old schoolers in the house. Okay. The shield is a shield of faith. And faith means trusting all that God has promised to be for us in Jesus Christ. When I got saved, I did not receive my salvation and go straight to heaven. I wish I would have sometimes. I wish you had like Rambo ministry. Like as soon as they got saved, we just died. You know, just bam, 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 bam. You know, Rambo was there with a, you know, anyways. Just shooting folks. That's terrible. It's a terrible thought. God quenched the flaming darts of the enemy. But we don't die and go straight to heaven. It's like we go on the front lines instead. Amen? We go on the front lines against the enemy, right? So turn to Jesus. So Turn your heart to Jesus. You don't need to get rid of your bitterness first. You don't need to get rid of your alcoholism first. You don't need to get rid of your thoughts of suicide first. You don't need to get rid of uh, of your thoughts of perversion first. Just turn to Jesus. Just turn to him and hold up the shield of faith after you turn to him and he will help you. He will help you. He will help you. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, you can turn to him as you are. Amen? Confessing your sin. Asking him to forgive you for your bitterness. I remember as a young man, I would watch during revival times. People would come up to the altar and they would have like, I don't know, whatever it was, their their addiction. And this one guy I remember, he would come up every, every night and he would have a, a whole pack of cigarettes. And he would just smash that pack of cigarettes. He wanted to give up cigarettes. That's one of the things he wanted to give up. I don't feel like God was mad at him, but he wanted to give it up. He'd smash that pack of cigarettes on the altar, and then he would show up the next night with another full pack of of cigarettes. Come on, somebody. I know the struggle. I've been in the space. I've been in the place. But keep turning to Jesus. Keep Loving on God at some moment. God's going to help you supernaturally. He's going to encourage you. He's going to bless you in that space. Amen. Ask him to help you hold up that shield of faith to extinguish the flaming darts of bitterness. Amen. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, you can turn to him as you are. 
confessing our sin, asking him to forgive us for our bitterness, forgive us for our lack of grace, forgive us for our lack of mercy, God. Come on, somebody. I love this. Go, go, back, to, go back to Ephesians 6, 11 again. Look at it again. Look at it again. Look at verse 11 one more time. Do you see it? What does it say in there in, in verse 11? It says, stand firm against. Do you see it? It's powerful. Look at verse 13. Standing firm. Are you seeing a pattern? Look at verse 14. Stand your ground. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. And you could stand me up at any Tom Petty fans in the house. Amen. You can stand me up at the gates of hell and I won't back down. No, I'll stand my ground. Hey, baby. Anyways, let's. In other words, stay in the area where victory has been achieved under the cover of God's armor. Am I making sense? When you forget to put on the armor of God, you are in for a battle that's going to destroy you. Praise God. When you stand under an, an, under an umbrella, it does not stop the rain. But it stops you from getting wet. Unless you're tough like us men, we don't use umbrellas. Huh? I'll wear a poncho instead, okay? Sorry, it just happens to me in the wrong in the wrong spot, okay? You have to dress for success in this Christian life. Amen. And the scripture talks about this, and we understand this. In the evil day, when your number comes up and you're under under a full frontal satanic attack, you must be wearing the full armor of God. Now, I don't have time to break it all down, but the six pieces of armor are divided into two categories of three each. Something that we notice is that the first three you have with you all the time, amen, but the Christians are called to take and use the last three as needed. I'll let you do your homework, Ephesians chapter 6. Point number five. Find promises which counter the flaming dark. Faith means trusting all that God promises to be for us in Christ. Here it is. You ready? This is real simple. Faith is acting like God is telling you the truth. Faith is acting like God is telling you the truth. So it's crucial to find, amen, promises in God's word, specific blood-bought promises which counter the flaming dart. Sometimes all you can do is plead the blood. Sometimes all you can do is say, devil, in the name of Jesus, in the name, by the blood of Jesus, I say no. It's some, sometimes it's all you can do. Sometimes all you can do is pray the prayer, Lord, save me. Amen. It's good enough. It's confident enough. You can trust it because it's faith in God. Praise God. So what promise would help you with bitterness? What promise would help you with relationships? What promise could help you with overcoming the temptations in your heart or the temptations in your life or what someone did to you 
or what someone said to you. I'm about to give you one that will blow your mind, okay? Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. Genesis 50 and verse 20. I've always found this scripture so helpful because this is what Joseph said to his brothers after they sold him into slavery as the worship team comes. This is what he said. He said this, to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. God brought me to this place, and he brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Now watch this. If I keep my heart right, I keep my spirit right, I keep my mind right, God is going to accelerate me. God is going to move me. God is going to exalt me. God is going to use, God is going to place me and position me in such a place in such a space that he will use me to reach masses of people. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you see yourself in it? Come on, give God a hand clap can't hand clap of praise. Amen. Here was Joseph I want you to see this. Shields are purposeful instruments. Purposeful instruments. Not walls to hide behind. When you see in battle, any battle that you're watching, you see somebody hide behind the shield and they never come back with an attack, chances are they're going down and they're going dead. Amen, they're just getting beat with the shield and the shield and the shield and the shield. Oh, I'm down on the ground. Ah, you know, you got to come back with the sword of the Spirit. Amen? To attack back. I like to attack back. I love to attack back. you got to attack in the right way. You're attacking. You know what you're attacking? The kingdom of hell. You're not attacking, not attacking people. You're not attacking somebody on social media. You're not attacking a friend. You're not attacking somebody around and about you. I'm, I'm preaching better than you're letting on. I'm telling you right now. We're attacking the kingdom of hell. We've got a purpose. We've got a calling. We've got a mission to fulfill. Amen. And shields by their nature are meant to be used with strategy and awareness and cooperation. Have you, ever, have you ever seen 300 when they move forward and they move forward and they move forward or they just cover themselves like a turtle shell and no attack can come in. They got the spears and they just jam the enemy. That's exactly what we look like when we work in unity, when we work together, when we serve the kingdom of God, when we serve the purposes of God. All for His glory. All for God's glory. Attacking hell itself. Amen. And then finally, you pray over those promises. You know, it, it can be discouraging to read Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20 and say, God, you, you said you intended it all for my good, but I don't see no good. I still see no good. I've been in this thing six months. I've been in this thing six years. I still don't see any good. Let, let me encourage you, okay? Here's how I pray Genesis 50, 20, or, or in a roundabout way. God, help me to understand this promise in my life. This verse says that whatever, whatever this person did to me, you meant for good. 
But all I'm feeling now is the bad that has come from what they did or what they said. So help me trust that you are using this to bring me the greatest good of your nearness, your love, and your glory in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And our final scripture this morning as I'm closing. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Here's my favorite part. Verse 9, look at it. Stand firm. Doesn't that, weren't we just hearing that in Ephesians verse 11, verse 13, verse 14? Here we are again. Whole nother chapter, whole nother letter to someone else. Whole nother encouragement to another group of people. Stand firm. Stand firm. Watch this. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Hold up the shield of faith. Remember that your family of believers, Christians all over the world, is going through the same kind of suffering you are. And in God's kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, He'll restore you. He'll support you. He'll strengthen you. And He'll place you on a firm foundation. You'll be standing on that firm foundation be standing on that place you'll be standing in that space hallelujah and as you pray over God's word he will help you verse 9 I love that stand firm be strong in your faith in verse 10 and God will place you on a firm foundation he'll strengthen your faith he'll help you see and feel the love and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ he'll change your heart you'll move from feeling bitterness you'll move from feeling hurt you'll move from feeling anger you'll move from feeling the anxiety and the frustration to feeling contentment and satisfaction and joy the scripture says in the Holy Ghost come on somebody in the Spirit of God you'll be feeling that and the flaming darts will be extinguished Give him one good hand clap of praise in the house this morning. Will you do it? So worship team comes. Excuse me. They're here. So our prayer team comes this morning. Will you stand with me all over the building? I'm so grateful to be in this place. I'm so grateful to be in this space with you. I know that God has a work to do he has a will to accomplish in our hearts he's got a will to accomplish in our lives I don't always get it right I, I sure don't always get it right I'm, I'm as human as anyone else and I know that God is able to help me so when I call out to him God they intended it they intended to harm me God but I know that you intended it for my good You've intended this for my good, God. You're going to bring good from this situation. You're going to bring good from this scenario, God. I may not understand it. I may not see it, God. But I know that you want to accomplish it in my heart and you want to accomplish it in my life. You say, Pastor, I'm dealing with some things that are very private. I've been dealing with some things for very long that I've been just wrestling with. These flaming darts, I feel like every time they hit me, I just catch fire. I just, can't, I just catch fire. I can't quench what it is that the enemy is trying to destroy me with. And today, 
I hear a word that's directed at me. I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and I, I need to do something about what's in my heart. I need to do something about what's in my life right now. I, I need to come and surrender everything unto God. If that's you, I want you to come. I want you to find one of these prayer team to pray with. I'm coming here in just a second. I'll be down there to pray with you as well. But you say, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this, and I'm frustrated about some situations, and I need God to move. I desperately need God to move. Or maybe you're in the room, and you're just like Genesis chapter 50, all the bad is going on. And you feel all the bad. I'm telling you, your day is coming. God's going to put you on that firm foundation as you stand strong in your faith. Nothing else will help. Nothing else will make that supernatural difference. I, I, I've, I preached my guts out to you about it this morning. Nothing else will help except turning unto Jesus. And you say, Pastor, I need to turn unto Jesus. I want you to come. We want to pray for you. You need a healing in your body. You need deliverance in your mind over a situation, a circumstance that you're walking through. We want to lay hands on you. We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you in your faith. Will you sing and worship with us this morning for just a few moments as we pray with those who, who are coming? I, I believe that God's got a, a, a special touch for you this morning. You say, I, Pastor, I've been struggling in this arena, and now I know. I know what I need to do, and that's turning my life over to Jesus, turning my heart over to Jesus. I want to do that. Would you come? We want to pray with you. We want to lay hands on you. And we know that God's going to touch you encourage you and place you on that firm foundation this morning. God bless you.